1: how you guys doing welcome to episode 828 this is part two of our coverage of the latest in the mongols rico trial their motion to vacate if you haven't seen part one make sure make sure you look right over there over there wherever it is over here Uh, on the screen to go ahead and check out that video in that one you can download the transcripts that i was going off in that video and in this one you can download it in the description below we'll have both files there for you to go ahead and download to get yourself into the mix now yes now we're going to be going over the testimony of Bowtie Stubbs. Now, for those that don't know, that is the lawyer at the time for the Mongols during the RICO trial. A lot of people within the Motorcycle Club community know him. He's very honest, and he's forthright, and he does a lot for Motorcycle Club rights. So, it's very important to hear... What he has to say about all this. He was, how can you say, left behind, if you will, in a lot of stuff because people are going to come out and say, well, it wasn't that on him on American Cholo saying this and that? Well, when you do not have all the information until later, of course you're gonna go with your you know feeling about what the situation is at the moment, if we'll say that. It wasn't until afterwards he really got the information. And you're going to see that in the testimony that he has. Also, there is a guy named Rocha. Now, who's Rocha? Well, he was a Mexican mafia informant. He turned on him. And he was being worked by, you know, federal agencies, stuff like that. State, I think it was, actually. But whatever, he was working with the cops. Well, he was involved in a sit-down with Little Dave. And at that sit-down, they were talking about an extortion scheme. He was recalled at this trial, and if you download the transcripts, you'll see it. He answered everything he pleads to fit even though he's in witness protection program and he already freaking, uh, you know, ratted on the MA. But there's a re- if you don't have an immunity agreement in place, yeah, the guy's going to go ahead and plead the Fifth Amendment. So that's very interesting there, and I'm interested to find out if they do have an immunity agreement where it would allow him to testify about that incident that involved him and little Dave. Because in Judge Wu's courtroom, there is a protective uh, order on everything that's going on with that case. Because it's a big case, man. We're talking a lot of MMA, but a lot of interesting stuff has been coming out of that one. The first being yesterday we covered where John uh, is mixing his words, man. He's mixing it up, saying uh, you know he didn't recall this, he didn't recall that. He didn't recall if Little Dave was set up as a CI in 2005. It could have been. He's playing word salad. He's in a very messed up position right now. I got, I got to say that. Because the next date, the judge wants a yes or no answer from him. You don't want to hear, I don't recall this, I don't recall that. No. This judge ain't playing with him. He wants a yes or a no. So we're going to see how that plays out. And there's other avenues that might be opening up in my mind, my opinions, okay? My opinions. If those that don't know, and it's going to be talked about in this testimony, the Mongols, and it surprised the judge as well, were missing a lot of money. A lot of money. And you'll actually see the numbers. The judge was pissed because he got to find them more money. But could it be that there was some sharing going on, if you know what I mean, between, you know, said person and said person? Who knows? We're going to get into the testimony of what we do know from... Okay. All right, here we go. This is where it starts out. You know, in the beginning, the first 39 pages was Rocha and the Pleading the Fifth with questions, them trying to find out if there wasn't any immunity agreements, all that good stuff. So I'm going to skip down the Bowtie stuff. Again, you can download it in the description box, both files. By Mr. Ghani, that is the Mongol's attorney right now. Did you observe Dave speaking with John Sassoon before the trial? Why is it so important to know if Dave was talking with John before the trial? Why is this all happening in the first place? The reason it's happening is you cannot have somebody leading a defense or being active in a defense strategy in a case of this magnitude where they are working or cooperating with the government. You cannot have that happening. So that is one of the biggest things that is getting, this whole thing is based on that premise that Little Dave was too comfortable with this cop or he was an informant, a rat snake, whatever you want to say. And this right here, the testimony that Bowtie gives, really puts the nail in the coffin in my eyes because of what was said yesterday, how the ATF John Sassoon changed everything around real quick, and now this again. Did you observe Dave speaking with John Sassone before the trial? Bowtie says, yes, twice. And was he alone? He insisted on being alone both times. Now, it's been Dave's testimony that he always had somebody with him, a member of the club or somebody that could vouch for him. But what Bowtie is saying right here, is he insisted on being alone. It gets better, trust me. Now the judge goes and says, you personally observed David Satilian speaking, or you can go on chameleon, whatever, with agents assoned before the trial. Because right after that an- ins- er, answer, the judge steps right in, in this. You personally observed them speaking with the agent before the trial? He goes, yes, twice. The court in this courthouse, that was during the trial, those were two separate times. Oh, so there's more. There's more. Now, it goes on to say, because they bannered back and forth about where, blah, 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 blah. When you said he insisted on speaking with him alone privately, uh, he goes, the court wants to know about it. So Bowtie goes, okay, so at the Palm Springs in September of 2018, we were out in front of the hotel where the cars were coming and Sassone was in his car with his window rolled down and he beckoned for Dave to come and talk to him. Dave went. And then, naturally, I started going with him, and he told me not to. This is your attorney. This whole time, he was telling everybody I always had somebody with me when I talked to him. So you have an attorney, perfect thing right there. Come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come with me. Because this is the attorney. He tells them, no. I got this. He said that he had it handled, and then he went to Sison's car to speak to him alone. The court goes, and this is in Las Vegas or Palm Springs, you know, the judge having a hard time following around here. Uh, Yes, that would be September of 2018. The court says, were there any other members of the Mongols with David when you testified you saw this conversation take place? Yes. Yes. Court, when he went over to speak with Agent Sassone? Not when he was speaking with him. So not only did the attorney not go, the members didn't go either. So your answer is no. No, thank you. They were with him before he left them to go speak to him alone. Why in the world after all this time of him pushing that he was never alone with them. This guy it comes out later that oh yeah, you are alone with this guy and there was members around but you didn't want them to be there. It would have raised my eyebrows in a heartbeat if I was there. Anyway, now, let's see here. Uh, When he, and they went back and forth, were the other members there, uh, when he spoke to the agent, what's your answer? Absolutely not. There was nobody else there. Absolutely not. That's just one incident. Now. In your very first meeting with David, did he mention to you anything about having met with John Sassone before trial every morning? This is the Rico trial. This question was asked to Bowtie, the Mongols' attorney, who is on the stand now. In your very first meeting with David... Did he mention to you anything about having met with John son before trial every morning? Now, remember, remember, he claims it only happened once and in passing. Remember that. It only happened once and within passing. Getting weird, ain't it? Getting very weird. He answers, yes. We were, we were at Starbucks, and Mr. Sason came into the Starbucks, and then Dave told me that they had been meeting every day at Starbucks before trial until judge carter told them not to because a juror saw them together i thought it was only one time one time and it was just in passing but not according to bota he was told yes we were we were at the starbucks and mr Sison came into the starbucks and then Dave told me that they had been meeting every day. Why would you have to meet with this cop every day during a trial that he's trying to take you down at? That's the first question that comes to my mind. Why? Now, the court wants it repeated back. I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat back to you so I'm absolutely certain. David Centelian told you that he had a meeting at Starbucks every day. The witness, which is Bowtie, says every day is what he said. And then the court, until the judge told him not to. Yes. He was meeting with them every day during a trial where the Mongols were fighting for their trademark and fighting to avoid a civil RICO conviction. Or it could have been a criminal one. I don't know. But, it, you know, because nobody got arrested. So it has to be a civil one. Anyway, they were fighting for their club. And I'd have to say, everybody else but he's meeting with them at Starbucks every morning. But he claims it was only once. Now, let's go further. And in your statement, uh, explicitly, and I want to be absolutely certain of this. Centillion tells you that he's meeting every morning with Sassone until this court intervened. And said, this is called to the court's attention. Okay. The witness, which is Bowtie, in fact, he's the one that recounted it to me what you had told them. Because you got to remember, they were brought back in the judges' chambers. He told them what the hell was going on. Because I didn't have that information and he specifically said that you had a problem because he was meeting there every day. He used the word every day. See what goes on behind uh, closed doors, do you not? See how the plot thickens. Because that's one of the problem with people. They either don't have all the information, the inside information, or any information at all. And they want to go out there like know-it-alls. Like a lot of these people that were right off the back, defending him after he appeared on a couple programs. Wait, you didn't know what was going on! Don't you feel like schmucks now? Anyway. Again. What's that matter if he did? You cannot be leading the defense or be a part of the defense strategy if you're fucking around with these cops. Now, as a matter of fact, and this is Johnny asking him, Stephen, wasn't it I who had originally asked you to be the co-counsel on the case? Now they're getting into the case setup. That is Correct. What? Yes, thank you. And then the court, that's very helpful to me, I appreciate that. Because Dave was spinning a web. Now, Mr. Yanni, did you witness David Centelian talking with Sassone by himself during the trial? Twice, he says. And then he was asked to elaborate. There was two times when the lawyers were asked to stay for some reason, I don't remember when, and Mr. Sassone and Dave could leave while the lawyers were dealing with whatever issues we were dealing with. One time was outside, directly outside the doors of the courtroom, and the other time was downstairs close to where the security is and the metal detectors. And I have to bring up a question here. He was saying, well, the last time I talked to John, it was about recovering some club property, blah, 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 blah. Well, wait a second. You were talking to him at Starbucks every freaking day. During the trial, you were talking to him by yourself in other locations, and now you're talking to him outside the courtroom doors and by a metal detector. Which one is it? Okay. Okay. I walked out, they were having a discussion together, and both times when I got close, underline, and both times when I got close, they stopped talking about that and changed the subject. You know how when you walk up to somebody, it seems like they're into some conversation, whoop, it changes right away? Yeah, right there. Whatever they were talking about, I don't know. What degree of control did Dave Centillion exercise over trial strategy and tactics? Huge question. Huge. He was adamant that it was the buck ended with him. He was going to control who the witnesses were And what was going to happen? There's your answer to all the naysayers. Why does it matter if even if he was a CI? There you go. Right there. That's why it matters. He was going to control the witnesses. Going down more. Sir, did you and Dave correspond about him testifying and John Sison being called to the stand? Answer: Oh, a lot. That was that was a main that was a main conflict in the case. The main conflict. I wanted to call John Sison and David Centilian to the stand. Did I not? That's coming from uh, Joe. And he comes back, I did too, yes. And David was adamant against either. David was adamant that both he and Sason were not to be called to the stand. Answer, he wouldn't even hear it. Wouldn't even hear it, why? That's a major part of the defense strategy. To get this guy on the stand who's been messing with you for over 20 years. We tried so many times to convince him. He's like, no, you're not going to do it. And then at one point, he said the mother chapter voted on it, and the mother chapter voted that we are not to do it, and there would be repercussions against us if we did. He just threatened them. Threatened his own lawyers, the club's own lawyers. He threatens if they call him or the cop to the stand now did david ever veer from his position that neither were to be called no from the very start dave was insistent he would not testify and sassone would not testify let's put the atf dude on the you know on the side here if you're leading a case as an international president, why wouldn't you let this guy be called? Unless there's something suspicious happening. Again, I remind you that Bowtie testified that Dave was meeting this guy in Starbucks every morning. Where Dave only said, ah, it happened once in passing. Lie, lie, liar on, pants on fire. See, that's the problem. When you start telling too many lies, you can't keep up with it. Especially, and I see this all the time. When I'll interview somebody, then they'll go on another show, and then another show. And the lies, once they start telling them, oh my God, they blow up. It's like they can't remember what the hell they say. And that's what's going on here. Now, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going because there's a uh, gibbler joblish
2: in the middle of this. Okay. Where are we at here?
1: Uh, okay, here it is. There's also levels of his objections. I mean, we were threatened by Dave, he threatened them. This is Bowtie come out and say, "Hey, he was threatened," and this could also go to another thing with that American Cholo interview. He was threatened by the international president of the Mongols Motorcycle Club during this case. So, what if he had, you know, some feelings come up if he didn't go out there to try to help this guy on that on that call? That's just another scenario. There's two scenarios. He didn't know all the information or he was threatened because it already happened. And it wasn't until this court date over a year later after showing up on that program that we now find out that he was threatened by Dave. Because you've got to ask yourself one thing though. And I ask this over and over again, and I don't know if people actually get it. Why uh, did little Dave, as a supposed biker, go on all these Chicano programs, and nothing against them? I love American Cholo, I love, uh, you know, Gunners, Collective, all them guys. I really love their programs, good stuff. But why didn't they come on a biker program? that would have a direct shot at the audience he wanted them to hear. Think about that. He literally told us that if we called him, there would be repercussions, and he didn't say what those were. We all know. But Dave threatened us if we called him or Sassone to the stand. You gotta remember... Everybody's looking at, at this as far as the United States is concerned. He was an international president, which means that there could be re- uh, repercussions out in Australia if they're up in Europe. Wherever their Mongols are at outside this country, there could be some stuff. He was an international this just ain't a local matter, man. This is no joke. But here he is threatening his own lawyers. Why? Because he don't want to be called to the stand, and he does not want the ATF brought in on the stand. Now, if you want to throw in the bones, hey, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to not testify fine! Fine! but what about the agent that's been after them for 20 years? Why don't you want him on there? Is this something that you guys were discussing at Starbucks every day? Because I can tell you it wasn't about what the movies were that night. Now, the court, did he give you a reason as the representative of the Mongols, their president, why he did not or was not willing to be called to the witness stand. And here it comes, the answer, his reasons was because he's in charge. That's what he said over and over again. And then he reinforced that by saying that the mother chapter voted and all of us agree you are not to call either one of us to the stand. Very interesting coming up here. He's trying to use the mother chapter as cover for him threatening them that he can't they can't be coming to the stand. Do you know of any vote by the mother chapter? Answer I don't believe it happened, so no. Okay. I believed he lied. Now Yanni comes back and says. So you found out at some point in time, you found out that there was no vote of Mother Chapter about calling David or Mr. Sassone. Yes. There was never no vote. He lied. What do you think the Mother Chapter would have done? I think they would have said, put the suckers on the stand. Because here we are, all at risk of a big fine. And you'll say, well, you know, it's the Mongols, not individuals. That No, who the hell are you kidding? If there's a fine in a club that has, that has to be paid, the members have to pay it. Meaning, your dues go up. So, he was lying about the meeting. Now, Yanni goes and says, Mr. Sassone could have given us testimony, adverse though it may be, about every factual predicate in the indictment. Is that correct? He's the only person we knew about that and had knowledge about every part of it, every part of the case. Remember, Rico needs predicates. This guy's been after them since the early 2000s. But he wa- Dave didn't want his ass being called whatsoever. And again, could it go back to the incident where he was caught by a CI in another case with an extortion uh, scheme? See all the variables coming here? Questioning that, and was that not explained to David? Oh, that and much more. You explained a lot of things to David. A lot of things. See, David's attitude towards Joe is because Joe was working hard on behalf of the Mongols. And Joe was the one that could have really hurt little Dave by putting him on the stand. So thus... Just like he did to Bobby D. Everybody was screaming earlier on until they started learning all the info because he wanted to blame somebody else to get the spotlight off of him. So he threw Bobby D under the bus. Well, I got paperwork that he spoke to the IRS agents. He's got a fucking business, you idiot. He's got to. It's all business-related. Even the guy that you were claiming that he turned on even came and said, no, he didn't. You were trying to push blame somewhere else. Same thing you're doing with Joe Yanni right now. You're trying to put blame on him. You're always talking about taking your medicine. I really don't... Know if you believe that you'll ever be able to take your medicine because you don't know which way you're going here. You're using, you know, word salad crap. Exactly what you're doing to try to convince everybody you're the poor soul. You were messed with. And this, there, gentlemen and ladies, is why clubs are not gangs. get my hint we did explain to him did we not that the conviction of the organization could potentially be used against individuals in future cases meaning this conviction right here for future members of the club could be used against them brothers Yes. What did he respond to the best of your recollection? Here they are telling him that if we lose this case it could be held against others in the future and what he says? He didn't care. He didn't care if something like this could be used against his future brothers. What kind of brotherhood is that? That right there should scare every damn Mongol around about this guy. He didn't care about you. You were expendable. Expendable to him. There should be no doubt whatsoever that he didn't give a crap about you as long as what he wanted he got. So, it goes on for another question. He didn't care if somebody in the club gets arrested if they can face a gang enhancement because of the conviction against the club? Answer, his words were, I don't care. So yes, that would include that
2: too. He didn't care. Didn't care whatsoever. Now, there was a backroom
1: brawl, it seems like. it happened in an attorney room this is what went down he was adamant and joe was adamant and i was trying to calm everybody down and at one point this ended this ended the argument he said mother chapter had a vote no they didn't everyone agrees with me we're not calling and if you do there will be repercussions so he threatened them again and at that point, we said, okay, and it was immediately, and it was immediately before we have called uh, Sasone. And the judge comes back and says, okay, so it's at the very last portion of the case, because Sasone, it represented to me, would be literally the last or close to the very last witness. And he said, yes. The judge asked, very point blank. Is this the point in time that you were threatened?
2: Yes. Who threatens their fucking attorneys? And
1: that's when this is heating up, this final push on your part or Mr. Yanni's part to persuade David Centillion it's in the best interest to call Sassone to the stand. He goes, yes. Now, he goes and asks who else was back there, and a lot of other people were back there. Was, in fact, some kind of vote taken? He was asking if there was a vote taken by the Mother Chapter about him and Cicillan taking a stand. Absolutely not. Was there unanimity against you, Mr. Yanni, Andre, or whoever this other attorney is, and advising Sassone to take the ta- stand. That you wanted Sassone to testify. And he goes and says the other two attorneys didn't participate in these conversations. They were there. It was mostly Yanni and David going against each other, and when I was trying to be Calm, uh, trying to calm everybody down, and I was trying calmly trying to convince Dave that it was in their best interest, while Mister Yanni was not calmly trying to convince him. So both I was in there trying to play, you know, middle man and stuff like that. Now he goes on to talk about the video. And the court asks, where do I find that? In other words, do I have a narcotic person who having an affair trying to make up with his wife and protect me? You know, he's going through the scenario. And Boutai says, I actually believe it's that, and I believe that the protect me referred to. Then the court steps in. I know what you believe. Now, I need proof. Tell me where I get that, because ATF is going to come in here and swear up and down That there's no agreement. Yet we got a phone call out there that's interesting. And he comes back. And this is his theory. I believe the protect me had to do with protect against the Mongols. Because he had embezzled so much money. You got to remember Bowtie. He also has an accounting degree. Audit stuff. Okay. The court goes, and it's an opinion, and there could be a motion to strike, but let's walk down that path. If he had embezzled money from the Mongols, and this is the first time I've heard of it, he never heard of this before. If he had embezzled money from the Mongols and the Mongols knew about that, let's just say the repercussions might be dramatic. Why would he be made president of the Mongols? In other words, if he's embezzled money to test this for a moment, why would he be willing to continue on, I mean, even be in the local as president of the Mongols? And it's very simple, Bowtie says. Because the Mongols didn't know at the time that he stole the money. Now, he goes on to ask, how do you know he embezzled money from the Mongols? In September 2021, after he was removed from president. After the trial, the court says. Oh yes, 2021. So he had to be removed before the Mongols found out anything was going on. Well, he lied to you, Your Honor. He lied to you under oath. He did? Tell me about that. That always gets interesting. Did he have a lot of money? Oh, here we go with the money, boys and girls. And Bowtie came out straight up. Yeah, he lied to you, Judge. He testified, and he did this to the parole and probation, and then later to you. He had us testify that we were receiving 40000 a month. Judge says, right. That number is at a minimum of 120000 a month that they were receiving. We did not know that until he was removed. And then all of a sudden, all this money was coming in without making any other changes. And that kind of put uh, Yanni and him in a position because right after that The court says, now, as an officer of the court, when that representation was made to me, did you and Mr. Yanni know that the income was greater than the representation being made in court? So he wants to know, did they know about this? Because his ears perked real big, I hear, when he heard that amount. Now, it goes back to Yanni. That's what... (laughs) Money is a big issue on this shit. And that's where I brought up my one thing if, you know, they were helping each other out with some money, you know what I mean? Hey, I don't know, I can't, you know what, I'm not insinuating, but... Now, Yanni goes, you remember in the video that the judge had made reference to, I don't know if it would help to revisit it or not. When Dave is talking with son, he says something to the effect, I understand the Hells Angels buried three more this past month. And then the question goes, did you consider that given confidential information by Mr. Centillion? And he says, I saw it as Dave admitting that the Mongols had something to do with it, which shocked everybody on National Geographic. (laughs) It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Shut up! Now, let's go on. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked I would be shocked that he had said it in such a way that it looked like he was giving own information. That's what was shocking according to him. So, I want you guys to go ahead and download this information because, as you know, we're at a 45-minute level, Mark, but I wanted to get it all in here. Isn't it interesting to hear all this stuff coming out? All this stuff is coming out, and there's still more stuff to come out on this. But I think the main question has to be, for you people that keep on saying, what does it matter? That he was in charge of running a defense strategy in a Rico case, and if he was having an improper relationship or whatever the hell he was doing? you can't do that man if that was the case we'd really be screwed up in this justice system but go ahead and download in the link in the description box it will let you know uh where to go you to get both files the one i covered on part one and part two and of course we're always going to keep covering this story all the way to the end <laughs>
2: Até e a is cool enough to own their own slur. All right, you never see Chinese people walking around just going, hey, yo, hey, yo, my chinks. Yo, where my chinks at?
1: Yo, holler at me, chinks. My chinks. Hey, stay yellow, my fellows. Whoa.
2: Sounds awful like nails on a chalkboard. My change, my change, my change. Interested
1: in getting laid? Need to take your manhood back from your woman? Join Hollywood Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem and take lessons in getting your balls back. You won't be disappointed. Oh, yeah, you got to get your balls back, baby. Just listen to Hollywood. I'll teach you how to do it old school. How you doing, China? We got you in the house, baby. Oh, what the fuck was
2: that shit? My jinx.
1: Well, you know how uh, freaking blacks So Hey, what's up, nigga? <laughs> it's okay for them to it's say. It's all right, it. right for them to say, but if I say it, I'm the racistest motherfucker around.
2: Yeah, you can't so, go around you know, So
1: You know, this slant eye over here is giving a, you know, I, I, I have to say, man, you know, he makes a
0: good point. You, you, know, know. you know what's funny is my grandfather used to call Chinese people nips. Yeah, that's what, the, well, that's a freaking, uh, <laughs> was he like, was World War II, man. That's what I they would call I used to at my grandpa and be like, what the fuck did she just say? My dad would be like, knock it off. <laughs> 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 well, that's T-chunk just like in the neighborhood, exists. they would
1: call us dagos. It didn't. Yeah, know. but is Dago really offensive? I don't think so. Well, it was supposed to be a slur towards Italian. Yeah, but, but. I
0: don't find it offensive. Oh, well, I'm not Italian, but. You're, you're not y- it Italian. I don't find it offensive. You're Italian. You find Dago, it offensive?
1: I find, say Dago t this and Dago yeah, t We use it
0: between Dago. us. Dago But tea. yeah,
1: he had a. You know, th- that freaking uh, slant tea. I had it right.
0: It's not a Dago tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yesterday, your employee had a very interesting uh, interaction with me.
0: Yeah, well, she had an interesting comment before you came in. Okay, what was that? She's like, "Oh, that's your husband." I'm like, "Yeah."
1: And I she... think she wants to do me. I really do. I the way she looked at me, I think she wants to get on her knees and blow me. Just saying.
0: Ew. I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying. Ew. She looks and she goes, "Can I mess with him?" I'm like, "I wouldn't if I were you." And she's like, "Why not?" I go, "She'll make. He'll make you feel like about an inch big." She's like, "I doubt it." And I'm like, "No, no, really, don't." <laughs> I'm like, "You might walk off and cry. Just don't." You warned her. I did, so she was, like, really, like, overly nice, and I was, like, throwing up in my mouth... Right. ...while she was being overly nice, because she's, like, way too nice to people. Yeah. And then she says... You were the best boss she's ever had. Yeah. And what did I have to go and say? I don't have a filter. You looked at me and asked me if I had lipstick lips on my my ass. (laughs) And she
1: just, her mouth dropped.
0: No, it didn't actually. She puckered up like she was going to blow you a kiss. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck just happened? I'm I'm going home. Fuck this shit. I'm out. You got to warn her. Don't fuck with me. I already did. I'm like, don't, don't. I'm like cuz he he'll he'll play back but he'll play evil.
1: You say I play dirty. You do play dirty. How do I play dirty? I I'm don't I like, don't it. just just don't. <laughs> I'm like just leave it. I'll ban her back and
0: forth. I do it with you all the mo- all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can tolerate you. She wouldn't be able to. You'd have her crying. And then I'd have to hear about it, right? I'd probably get banned you from your You probably story. get banned from there, which whatever. I'd laugh. What do you mean, which whatever? I'd laugh. <laughs> Could you
1: imagine a freaking assistant manager's husband getting banned from the place? That would be
0: fucking epic.
1: I'd I'd fucking die. <laughs>
0: Everybody would be like, why isn't your husband coming here anymore? I'm like, oh, my boss banned him. Banned <laughs> me, but she started it. Make, for making an employee cry. <laughs> It was all in good fun. I don't need any employees crying. I've already had customers do that. She's in her 30s. I've I've already had customers do that to staff. I don't need my own husband doing that to somebody. (laughs) Well, they started it. Well, she would have started it. That's what I would have came back at. They started it. She started it. She picked on me first.
1: (laughs) So what's everybody think about uh, the first segment? Uh, We uh, just finished up our two-day round on the testimony that uh, took place in the Mongols' trial. And I'm saying, uh, little pipsqueak as I'm calling him now, Uh, he ain't doing too well.
0: Not looking too good. Well, before we came on the air, I said, dude's fucked without a kiss, not even a reach around, no dinner and a movie. (laughs) Investigative (laughs) reporting! Face the facts. (laughs) It's over. He's done.
1: I'm hoping that the Mongols uh, win this motion to vacate because they can go back in the trial and really put up a fight. They really weren't able to put up a fight, and that sucks because it affects everybody. What if, you know, you're a elk or a moose and they want to go after your stuff because some stupid ass was doing stupid shit? This affects everybody, just not MCs, man. Not just MCs. But our morning news today, we are always enjoying your morning news because you picked the most fucked up news. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, because yesterday, it, I I cannot stand when a child gets hurt. And you know that. All right. I won't even watch it on TV. No. You know, it would be a movie and a kid's getting hurt, turn off the fucking movie. Right away, I'm like that. Mm-hmm. So I do not understand why you dipshit
0: brought up a story like that. Sorry. That's some dipshit shit. (laughs) Sorry. It was one of the top things in the news. I don't care.
1: You don't talk about a kid being left in a car on purpose to die. My bad. That kind of ruined my whole fucking mojo yesterday.
0: I got better ones. And today. we
1: are going to be continuing on our discussion from yesterday because we're throwing hands today. Oh man, we're going to be throwing hands. I don't even hands. think I have that article anymore. I don't care. We're throwing hands. What of saying stuff that I don't do right? What of? I think I'm a very good person. Very good. Okay. I'm fun. I'm loving. You know, I don't. I. I, I don't get it. I take care of you. And here you are bashing Hollywood. So one turn deserves another, I, you know, kind of have to say. Yeah. You fuck with me. Yeah, I do. You know, that's what people don't understand off air. This little innocent little angel you're looking at, you think, she is the biggest bitch
2: <laughs> off air.
1: <laughs> she acts like a five-year-old. She blames me for anything and everything that fucking happens. It could have happened at fucking her work. You're to blame, Hollywood. Say what? I wasn't even there. It's all your fault. It's all my fault, you say. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck just happened here? hmm And then throw that into the fact that you're into this Wicca shit now, you heathen. And now I got to worry about a fucking doll being made on me
0: and being poked. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. I've already had offers for people to send me some. I bet. I have. I bet. Yeah. I bet little Dave's probably one of them, <laughs> <laughs> or is I don't know, could be.
1: <laughs> so what do we got in the news today? Let's get this sucker started.
0: Four dead, three injured after man goes on hour-long Didn't I just fucking? Didn't I just, just fucking say? What? Uh, this one's good. Okay, let's hear it. Jeez. All right. Since you interrupted, I'm starting over. Asshole. Four dead, three injured after man goes on hour-long shooting spree in Memphis, Tennessee. You know what? What? Memphis used to
1: be the crown jewel of the South. It was actually called the capital of the South. You know, not Richmond, but, you know, that was actually the capital. But they used to say Memphis because it was just a lovely fucking place. Now, I remember going through there. Why do you got to interrupt my news story? Shut up. I'm talking here. I'm giving a little background on Memphis.
0: Uh-huh. Thanks. When I went Thanks. down the
1: Tunica, Mississippi, you know, with my old boy Ronnie. I wonder if he's still alive. Anyway, uh, it was a shithole. The whole fucking city was the South Side.
0: It was nasty business down there. But go ahead. Go with your story. The Memphis police were able to identify suspect Ezekiel Kelly 19 after receiving reports of a person shooting and posting live Facebook feeds <laughs> while he
2: was doing. He was shooting. doing.
0: That's not funny. <laughs> but that's fucking stupid. Why do people post dumb shit? Dude, you're going to get caught. You're posting it on. You're on Facebook live shooting fucking people at a fucking auto zone. At an auto zone? Yeah, well, that's where he ended up. But it's like, what the fuck? Did somebody have a concealed carry, please, and shoot that motherfucker? No, no,
1: no. See, that's what's wrong with this country. These fucking liberals are out there bashing guns and then crying about all these
0: mass shootings. When somebody with a gun could have stopped this shit, they actually put a, a an order in place for shelter a shelter in place order mm-hmm. until he was put into custody until and they facebook allowed this as a no wife? his shit well i they have they eventually took it down and suspended his uh Instac- oh, just
1: suspended it
0: and well they took down his freaking instagram because i guess whatever he was putting live on facebook was also going like feeding into his instagram right because i guess the two were connected so they said he was driving a blue light blue infinity which then later switched to a gray toyota with arkansas license plates the officers responded to a vehicle theft and immediately learned it was kelly Because that was also on his Facebook Live, Mm. him stealing a car. The frick. So he's on a shooting spree. Yeah. He steals a car. Yeah.
1: And he's doing it on video. On Facebook Live. Does anybody ever say,
0: okay, let's get a GoPro on my head and go shoot people? What the fuck is wrong with these idiots? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he was managing to do this. If he had like a hands-free GoPro or if he was like holding his cell phone, I don't know, because it doesn't go that into detail. But, <laughs> wow. He had prior arrests for attempted first-degree murder, aggravated assault, reckless endangerment in 2020. He was sentenced to three years but released... The same year. Yeah, because of these fucking puke prosecutors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: They don't make them do all their damn time. And they could have prevented some shit like this. It's just insanity the way these people are and the way they think. It's just like if you're up in Pennsylvania, guys, you got this Fetterman or Fetter Poop, as I call him, he never had a job. Because he lived on uh, his parents' richness. And he's out there saying, the biggest thing we need to do is reform the justice system. Get rid of life without parole. It's like, wait a second, you'd rather help these fucking people? Murderers and serial killers and shit other than your own people? They just don't have any common fucking sense. And it's the same people that are letting these assholes out on the street to do all these shootings on Facebook, of all places.
0: Yeah, and okay, if, if you don't want to get caught, don't post it while you're doing it, dummy. But he, yeah, he got busted because obviously Facebook Live is showing everybody where he's at. Right. So he did get finally arrested, and
1: but would you feel safer with a fucking somebody carrying guns? Me.
0: Yeah, as long as it's not
1: me. A CCW. (laughs) As long
0: as it's not me. I mean, I won't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that can stop a mass shooting. Yeah, you know, you got some crazy people that stop shit. I mean, we had the one guy that we talked about in Walmart that was an ex-military that tackled somebody in Walmart, Mm. you know, and it's like. There are some people out there that'll step in, but nobody stepped in in this situation. Well, that's
1: just like that program you were watching yesterday. I couldn't fucking believe it.
0: What? Which one? Why there's attacks going on. People are just walking by. Oh, oh I survived. The I survived, yeah. Mm-hmm. They just walk by, and I'm like, what kind of
1: assholes are these?
0: Yeah. That's what some guys I have getting to worry about. some guys getting stabbed to death by two people on uh, on a sidewalk and people are walking and driving by and nobody's stopping.
1: Not a fucking thing.
0: Mm-mm. He did escape though, and he survived.
1: Or they just put it, you know, pull out their cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: make, uh, you know, a post on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mainly Facebook. Yeah, it's fucking sad. It's sad the morality people have these days. just like the chick on the, what was that, the subway that got raped. Yeah, right in front of everybody. And they were video recording it. It, it, And and it probably ended up on Pornhub or some shit like that. It's disgusting.
1: Yeah. But it is disgusting about Memphis. It really is. It was bad, bad back then when I visited. I could just imagine it now. Just nasty
0: shit. It's terrible. What other one we got? U.S. soldier kicked out of the Army after FBI says he enlisted to become better at killing black people. What? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Why the fuck would that happen? A former soldier who prosecutors, say, claimed he enlisted to become better at killing black, killing black people was kicked out of the Army following FBI investigation that uncovered ties to white supremacy organizations. Oh,
1: my God, with this white supremacy bullshit.
0: Killian M. Ryan was arrested August 26th and charged with one count of knowingly making a false statement on his application for a secret security clearance, according to court records. On the same day, he was discharged from the Army for serious misconduct. Ryan had been serving as a fire support specialist and held the rank of specialist when he was discharged. A fire support specialist gathers intelligence and enemy target positions to help the army in deployment and firing artillery. What I don't understand, man, they're so fucking fixated on this white supremacist bullshit.
1: What about the other ones like black and slant eyes that don't like everybody? They never fucking focus on that. But, uh, you know, the next story is, and I'm kind of concerned about this, kind of concerned. Because I really, you know, I think she's cool as hell. And that is the queen. She's not doing too good. Mm -mm. This is what I hear you said.
0: Yep. And the royal family is flying by her side, I guess. Well, she's still in the palace. She's not hospitalized. Right. But they said that uh, the other day she looked extremely frail. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's 96. Yeah, she, you know, she's up there. So they were really concerned about her health um, and they decided to you know she doesn't want to go anywhere, so she's staying at the palace mm. and they postponed a few a few meetings that she was supposed to have because they said they were not they were not they did not like how she looked mm. but she is not one to complain. But and you got to remember, people are saying why the queen, dude. This
1: queen, she served during World War Two. She went out there when she didn't have to as a princess, mm-hmm. and she's done a lot of good. Lots of lots of good. I support our queen, man. Well, not she had our queen, but the queen.
0: Well, I guess she had a brief hospital stay last October because she experienced some mobility issues. Which caused her to withdraw from some official engagements. Hmm. But lately, just she—I mean, come on, she's ninety-six. She's not going to look like she's twenty. But what
1: I—you what I, know—what if she passed away? Though I hate to think of it. Uh, fucking King Charles, come on, he's such a—he's such a board. He's a fucking putz. You know, let's get William up there. You know, King, you know, Charles is what in the seventies or some shit. <laughs> that would suck if he becomes king. It, it really
0: would. Well, one of the engagements that she was supposed to be um, going to Prince Charles and William took center stage at the event at the event so right. but they're just really concerned because you know she's not looking well. They're not giving any uh information on the exact issue of what's going on with her, but they just are continuously saying that she's not looking well.
1: Well, in the next few weeks, I'm thinking she might not uh, be here with us anymore. And it's her platinum uh, jubilee right now,
0: her year. Uh, Anyway, we got a bone to pick, me and you. I still got another story. Fine, we'll skip it because it has to do with a kid.
1: Yeah, we're skipping it.
0: Fine, rude.
1: We got a bone to pick here. Why? You yesterday were saying I do everything wrong. And that pisses me off. Because I try very, very hard to make you laugh and have fun. Uh, Did you burp? Yeah. What the fuck? And burp. Anyway.
0: And you're over here. Bashing you? Bashing me. What? We're throwing hands. Bring it. What you want to complain about? Now,
1: you say that I'm not emotional enough for you. I don't do things that other men should do for their women. You were crying about me not holding a fucking door.
0: (laughs) You women wanted equal rights. Do your own shit? Is that what you're saying? Do your own
1: shit. Mm. I'm a very big believer in that. If you want something, well, you got it now. Just like, you know, flicking the fucking putty or the dick in that one incident. <laughs> flicking the dick. What the fuck? I still can't get over that. I know shit. we don't
0: do that shit. I, I still can't but get over that. But why would shit.
1: you say these nasty things? Why do you say them nasty things? When you know, when you get off air, you're not a fucking angel.
0: <laughs> I'm an asshole. Pretty much. If you dish it out, I'll dish it back. And then you cry and whine when I do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You can't play that
0: poor me fucking
1: card. I'm
0: always, stop, you're being mean. You're an asshole. I hate you. Get out of my room. (laughs) What?
1: Now, men, see, this is the problem I have. Men sit there and take the bullshit. Because they're thinking with the head of their dick. When in reality, they should be a
0: man and have some balls. Women are taking advantage of this shit.
1: How they are really women are. taking
0: advantage of it? A lot of women are basically just standing up for themselves. Because, They're not standing up for themselves. you start it. And if you start it, I'm not going to just sit there what and take this, it. What is this, fucking a playground? Yeah, this is like elementary school. He started it. He's touching me. That's exactly why there's problems you started i'm not gonna just sit there and take it i'm gonna argue back i don't care
1: but who starts it most of the time you are you being honest nope (laughs) 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 i start a
0: lot of shit i ain't gonna lie okay and why do you feel like you gotta start a lot of shit when because i'm nosy as fuck you close the studio door you're on the phone like who you talking to (laughs) who you on the phone with it's none of your business why is it none of my business who you talking to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that just starts me right there, <laughs> and why does it start you? because I want to know inquiring minds, but if it is I'm none on a of need to know basis, and I never need to know, but I always want to know <laughs> but why start and I, up? Never, I end up never finding out <laughs> because I shut up. I'm not like these other assholes that have pillow talk. no, I never know shit, I never know what's going on half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you want to start an argument when there needs no, There's no need to start one. Oh, I think my favorite argument to start is when I'm emptying garbage cans. I'm mm. like, I live with two guys. What the fuck? <laughs> you guys take your own garbage out. <laughs> Stop pissing on the floor. That starts me. Dumb shit
1: starts me. <laughs> but why? When there, sh- there couldn't be, there wouldn't be any argument. Why do you do it? fun what do you consider that fun sometimes depends on what it is so you would rather have strife than peace depends on my mood and that's the problem that we men are dealing with is we have a lot of bipolar fucking bitches in this world And there ain't no need for that No, see, I can
0: pull the bipolar flag. Nobody else can pull that one. They're pulling the PMS and the menopause and the freaking... Yeah, and I have my period shit. No, I don't have any of that shit, so... (laughs) You just admitted women nag on a man on purpose. Some do. And do you find that right? It depends on the situation. see, the problem with women... Depends on the situation. Is
1: they nag at them, and then when there's a problem... Then they blame the
0: man for you know
1: fucking yeah. But there how, like, many Shut times, the fuck up. how
0: many times? How many times? How many times? Does the man blame the woman for shit? You sat here how and many just times admitted you're the one who not, mostly I'm starts not, the bullshit. No, I'd say it's like fifty-fifty. Oh in come this on! House. It's like fifty-fifty in this house. See there you go. Oh really? Really? I get blamed for shit when I'm not even home. That's payback for fucking blaming me. Really? I get blamed for shit. I believe in tit for tat. I believe in admitting when you're wrong. And when you're wrong, you never admit it. Really? Except for when it comes to your show. What am I wrong? A lot. Okay, what? You're breathing. <laughs> <laughs> See? You can't. I cannot think a shit off the top of my there head. There you go, where I could. There, that'll start something. <laughs> I do that a lot when you're talking.
2: When yeah, you're, you do. When you're yelling.
0: Because you don't know how to respond in an adult way. My favorite response when we're arguing, you'll say something and I'll come back at you going, N-n-n-n-n-n-n. She acts like a fucking two-year-old.
1: <laughs> she she has a body of a 48-year-old. I'm not 48. Oh, 49. That's right.
0: <laughs> stupid.
1: But she has an attitude of a teenager.
0: Yes, I do. And
1: it's like living with a fucking teenager. Like a fucking 16-year-old. And my son even goes, "Would you shut the fuck up?" Straight up, you're acting like a fucking
0: teenager. He it's- says it to you too cuz we'll both be going, we'll both be going back and forth and he's like, "Do you guys ever fucking stop?" And we look at him like, "No." <laughs> and then all of a sudden it gets quiet.
1: Do you really blame, the, does women really blame shit on their supposed mental bullshit? It's, it seems like women go to that card all the fucking time.
0: No,
2: well, there's in a lot of times reality, when
0: it's, it's reality, though.
1: No, in reality it ain't. Yeah, it is. It's just a way to be a bitch.
0: No, it ain't. No, it ain't. A lot of people use it because it's true. It's not because they just have nothing else to blame it on. So are you telling me 100% here? Not 100%. There's nothing ever 100%. Okay, let's say 75%. Women
1: don't overuse that bullshit excuses. What? What bullshit excuses? To start some problems. Women don't use bullshit excuses just to be able to be a bitch.
0: Well, uh, y'all are there. Are some ladies? No, no I'm not talking no.
1: about projection back to men. I'm, I'm not projecting back
0: to men. I'm gonna project it back to men because, like, the little dumb shit that could be taken care of that y'all don't do, like, lift the seat up when you pee, don't pee on the fucking floor when you pee.
1: As a woman, you have to get used to that. That's always gonna happen.
0: Put your laundry in the laundry basket, not on the floor next to it. I mean, come on.
1: But does something and, and, like and, and that deserve a full blown argument?
0: Yeah. No, it does not. Yeah. No, it does. it does not. Yeah, it does. It does. Especially, like, okay, I live in a house with two guys. Why am I the one taking the garbage out every day? Hello? Oh.
1: Oh. And I, that's I hear crickets. What, no, wait a second. It just has me stunned. Garbage. Man's job. No, actually, it ain't. It is too.
0: <laughs> it is too. What's your definition of a man's job? Do the freaking yard all I do of that. it, really? Because we got like forest over here. That's yeah. because I'm just sick of that motherfucker. Yeah, because his trees are all in our fucking yard and they're yes, breaking I'm our I'm sick fence. of it. But see, like last year, I had those all gone. Oh, I'm gonna have them gone with a chainsaw when
1: the leaves fall off. I'm gonna be you know, the most unpopular guy around when
0: I get my chainsaw out. Yeah, and then you should do like I do. And when I cut them down, I throw them back in his yard. Because they're his fucking trees. So what else you think a man should do? Garbage. Take care of the cars.
2: I've so been telling you the- for
0: three days that my, my check tire pressure thing's on and you ain't done nothing. Well, it's your fucking car. I don't care. You're the man. Oh, okay. so I have to do it. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. I go to the gas station and put air in my tire, and it doesn't seem to make a difference, so you need to check it. You're the guy. Okay. Does it take you any time to pull it back into the garage? Garage is always closed. Thank you very much. You can't go in my truck and hit the fucking thing. No, that's your truck. I can't touch it without getting in trouble. I might throw shit at you. You have so much fucking excuses, it's unreal.
1: You go in there looking for a fight not always not always I think you're full of shit <coughs> sometimes <laughs> now what was some of the other stuff on the list you say I didn't do I don't know <laughs> I don't know where the list went well it's aren't gone. you
0: unprepared it's gone cause I forgot to save it yesterday cause I saved something else instead by accident alright what else did you say before I fucking throat punch you what else did I say what what else did you save? You said you saved. Oh, girls that talk about having sex for the first time. Really? Yeah, because some of these were funny. Really? Mm-hmm. I saved that. I don't know why. It popped up on my screen and I saved it yesterday. And here is a planner for my show. What? I think these will be entertaining. Okay, give me one. It's fucking give Thursday. Me some. Give me some thursday i think this would be interesting anything in your mind that you feel is interesting i don't this is about their first time when they're losing their virginity you know what i've done so many broads
1: and i as a man don't like when a woman's a virgin i don't like that a lot of men do but i don't i can't stand it too much blood too much fucking screaming it gives you a headache when you do a virgin
0: why it does it just gives me a a bloody
1: mess it's a bloody
0: mess
1: (laughs) it's insanity i don't know
0: why men like that shit i just don't well i feel bad for this girl jasmine she's 21 she said her first time it was after homecoming we were just in his room it all happened pretty naturally. It wasn't painful, but it honestly didn't feel like anything at all was happening. And then one to two oh, minutes he later. At had a small thing. And then one to two minutes later, it was over. <laughs> <laughs> now, she didn't feel anything. She must have been wide. She must have been How using can she one she of be your. Wi- How can she be wide if she's a virgin? Now, do you consider to be a virgin if she uses a dildo? Yes. It has to be a real thing. What do you mean it has to be a real thing? It was penetration. Yeah, then that means you can lose your virginity to a fucking tampon. What the fuck? No. Stupid. Did you ever, you know. What? Ever hear of a woman getting off by
1: using a tampon? No, because they're like fucking only a fucking inch and a half tall. Now, for those out there that are women, do you. Cons- you would you consider what is it, a tampon or a maxi pad? What,
0: what? What? What do you mean? Which one do you guys prefer to wear? Women prefer to use tampons because you, you, you can go swimming and stuff with a tampon. You can't go with the fucking Max Pad wings. The fuck? That's like wearing a diaper.
1: Well, you know, it is you sometimes. Shut you
0: up. Know. After you
1: women have babies and shit, you're always pissing yourselves. You maybe need to you you do you yeah. Need I a gotta sneeze diaper. and cross
0: my legs. What the fuck? Right? Cough. Cross my legs.
1: But she didn't feel nothing. As a virgin, she was wide. She was using a dildo. She. Oh
0: my god! You're fucking mean. This. Is just, what other what other explanation would there be? Rude, rude, rude. His dick was just too little. You know
1: what? I would might have
0: to fucking agree
1: with that if she didn't feel nothing as a virgin. She flat out said Or she like lying. nothing was
0: happening at all. Or she's lying. She already had sex before. No, trust me. We don't women don't lie if they're a virgin. They don't. If they're a virgin, they're gonna tell you they are. They ain't mm. gonna lie about it and be like Oh, I'm still I mean, we joke and we'll say we're born again virgins. Right. But we won't just recall ourselves to being a virgin hmm interesting what else this is an interesting thing katie she's 24 she said it was nothing like i imagined i felt comfortable but out of nowhere i got really nervous so he told me to relax and when we <laughs> you always notice that a man that... says hey just relax <laughs> And that we didn't have to continue if I didn't want to. But I did. It was very painful to the point that I had to stop because I was in so much pain. I felt a little ashamed and embarrassed because I imagined something different. And I thought it would that he was disappointed in the experience. He was so understanding and he said it was fine and that he wanted me to be okay. And that we didn't have to continue. He made me feel better about the experience. I've been like, fuck, you just gave me blue balls. And we were still together two and a half years later. Oh. Eh, Okay.
1: Okay. Decent one. Decent one. The guy's decent. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll be right back after this music break.
2: believer in nobody won't let me leave because i've seen something hope i don't sneeze i don't (sighs) really we just need to feel something only pretending to feel something i know you're dying to run i want to turn you around please remain calm the end has arrived we cannot see you enjoy the ride You've been waiting for I'm calling to This is a war It's a parasite Got a feeling it's your Cause you know that it's coming for you If you fall it's the grief Don't forget what they told you When we forget the infection Will we remember the lesson? It's the suspense does that they kill you in that black hole you call a brain before it's too late Really, we just want to scream something Only pretend to believe something I know you're paying for blood I want to turn you around Please remain calm The end has arrived We cannot save you Enjoy the ride. This is a moment You have been waiting for we call it a warning this is a war. It's the past eat. Got a pass I Gotta
1: and tune in every morning at 8:15 Central Standard Time for The Hoot with China Doll in Hollywood on WMMRDB Rock. Do you have bipolar or a mental condition? Well, you're in luck. Join a fellow bipolar my co-host China Doll. Every Monday 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time for Chatted with China Doll, available on all major podcast platforms.
0: Rock on. Rock on, baby! Rock
1: on!
0: You got a letter in the mail. I got email. Or email. I don't I know email. why I
1: keep on saying mail.
0: I don't either. Oh, we gotta check the P.O. box.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah. But so- China, uh, chatting with China Dow, you've been getting a lot of good stuff off of that. A lot of, yeah. you know what, I figured I, I'd bring this up on the radio here. Uh, maybe you can answer a couple of these on your show. But uh what did you get here? Very interesting. Yeah,
0: I got an email. This one This one I'm going to honestly say I take the guy's side. Oh my god, really? Yeah. You're shitting me. Yeah. You ready? No way. <laughs> Every year my girlfriend and I take each other out on our birthdays and bring a gift. For you know, they take each other out to dinner and bring a gift. This year Even though I'm currently experiencing financial hardship, I bought her a gift and offered her dinner. At the restaurant, she ordered the largest portion of what she wanted. She stated that's what I always order at the restaurant. I responded that she always takes half of it home and that I had offered to buy her dinner for that night, not for two days. She got angry and said I was ruining her birthday. Then she said she'd pay for her own meal. I declined her offer and paid, but now I'm wondering if I was wrong. She did pay for half the appetizer, which I didn't want or eat. She sounds like she's a
1: fucking garbage disposal.
0: And she left the tip. Should I have told her before we went out to dinner that I was on a tighter budget? Can this relationship be saved? Here's what I say to you, bud.
1: (laughs) this is for anybody who needs
0: to tell somebody to fuck off Well, high, go fuck yourself, suck a bag of dicks, eat a big old pile of shit, wash it down with camel piss, you stupid bitch, lick my tits, polish all my naughty bits, kiss my fanny, tell your granny she got shitty grandkids, pull my finger, smell my butt, sit and spin buttercup, tell your mama and your daddy they can lick my fucking nuts, cuddle up to my balls, then wash my dirty
1: I think that uh, perfectly sums that up, don't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, this dude should have flat out said, I- I'm on a budget. And it's, I'm, it, I'm, it, and it's. And you know what? Most women, I'm not saying all, but most women, if you tell them that you're on a budget. Ain't going to buy the most expensive thing on the fucking money. I hate
1: to see this broad. She sounds like a fucking
0: harpoon to fat chick. Get rid of her. Well, she ate the whole damn appetizer and he didn't even have any. What the fuck? And that's the problem with men. You're always feeling like you're obligated. You got to stop that bullshit. You got to open your damn mouth. You're not obligated to do something to defeat a whale, man. This is why I said I'm actually on the guy's side. I mean... the open your mouth tell the girl before you're taking her out you know I'm on a budget right now so I can't you know we can't go crazy when we go out to dinner I mean you got her a gift and you're taking her to dinner I would ixnade the gift or take the gift back I don't know right <laughs> and be like bitch you don't deserve this after all you ate <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm just saying either that or seeing all this shit you paid the fucking bill man hey when she offered to pay for her own meal I'd be like yeah okay yeah, do it. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'd be like, go ahead, pay for it. But I think he felt obligated, and that ain't right. He felt obligated because they do it every year for each other's birthdays. But I think he should open his mouth in the git and say, hey, I'm a little down on my money, so don't How long as were much. they together? Did it say? No, it's, he didn't say. <sighs> That's actually got me kind of pissed off that he actually felt that way. But, I mean, can your relationship be saved? Well, in my opinion, uh, I I think she she she's selfish. And if she's selfish with some shit like that, as far as like you know, damn well, it's going to get worse. Ordering all kinds of fucking food. It's kind
1: of like red flags right there. I mean, dude, uh so he's asking the right and question.
0: And he and he is partially at fault because I think he should have said something in the beginning that hey, I'm, you know, having financial issues right now, so can we like keep it on the down low for what we order
1: or either that or go home and make a sandwich
0: go home take her to fucking mcdonald's fuck right go to wendy's <laughs> step it up a notch uh,
1: you know what that's just awful man i, feel I think you that. gotta
0: watch where you're taking
1: her next time take her to fucking mcdonald's to get the dollar menu man fuck her she
0: can eat all she wants for 10 bucks yeah <laughs> Just take her to Burger King. She can have it her way. (laughs) (laughs) Get your numbers in. Get your
1: most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark
0: HarleyLiberty.com. rah It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass on a neutral. It's time to get your porn.
1: If I was him, I wouldn't be masturbating to that bitch.
0: Fuck no. She sounds like a fucking beluga. I think I'm going to start it off and pick a number. You're going to pick a number for once. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick it. Oh my God, Morvick! This is so fucking funny. What? The number, Morbik just put 31. Right. That was fucking not even going to lie. That was the one that I was going to pick. Oh, look at that. You're hey, on the same level. Morbick, we're on the same way. Telepathy. Tell, no, for real. I am on number 31. I think you're bullshit. Look on my screen. Look on my screen. It is on number 31. <laughs> that is what I was going to pick. I ain't even lying. Have you ever had a bedroom injury? I have had a Charlie horse like a motherfucker before during sex. <laughs> Men they break your dick. Men, have you ever broke your dick during sex? I've had Charlie horses like a bitch before. i will be like, I got, I got, oh my god! And you'd be like, What is it? Good? No, it's my leg. <laughs> my foot's cramping up. What the fuck? I got a Charlie horse. Your feet always cramp up. Yeah, they do. But I'll, I'll I'll literally start crying and like a little baby going, I got a trolley horse, fix it, fix it. I'm busy. I don't care. Stop and fix my Charlie horse. And then by the time you want to get back to business,
1: it's like, damn, it ain't working, man. Thanks for you, asshole.
0: <laughs> asshole, I'm gone.
1: i <laughs> Going back to work. But I know men that broke their dicks and bends. But you, you women try to bend that shit ways it's not supposed to you do
0: what no break my. you broke my dick sometimes no yes i've never heard your dick break
1: <laughs> yeah right with your eyes going <laughs> back and forth and shit like that but uh so yeah you, you do have charlie
0: horses sometimes. oh man i get them bad and they're usually fucking it's bullshit because it's usually where your arch your foot's supposed to be right Them fuckers hurt they make <laughs> me cry they do And I'm sitting there having to rub them out and shit like that. And then it's like, well, forget it. Now we're done. See, I do all kinds of stuff for you, and you're still a bitch to me. Because I kind of like try and push you away just to get rid of the Charlie horse.
1: (laughs) 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 What else? What other number we got? Number eight. Eight. And
0: for dirty knobs. Dirty knobs with eight. Are you on the same wavelength? Would you have picked eight? No. But I, I had... I did have, yeah, that other one. 31. I did. It was on my screen. I'm like, I'm going to go first, and I'm looking right at it, and then all of a sudden I look down at my phone, and I'm like, oh, we picked the same number. Number eight. What do we got? What do we got? And how would you respond if a couple approached you to be their third? It would have to depend on the way they looked. I don't want no beluga whale And a sasquatch okay You don't want a beluga whale No Why not
1: Because some women that come up and want a threesome They look like sasquatches or beluga whales It's never a hot bitch Never ever And with When it comes to that kind of stuff It's always the woman that goes asks (laughs) It is You know that
0: they yeah. always send the woman. It's yeah. like, dude, and then I, wanna, you see I don't want to. Then you see the guy, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't want to see a Sasquatch. No, it's kind of nasty. It is. Guy takes his shirt shirt off, and it's like, Poof.
1: <laughs> "No, I'm talking about the women, man. They no, don't no, shave their the armpits guys, anymore." Some of the guys
0: are like, "Wrong. If I got to wax your back beforehand, it's not happening." And look at you. You know, you have to shave tw- you know twice a day. My what? My armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Not the other thing. Uh, that lasts a couple days. That's
1: hardwood floors. Yeah. But some of these bitches is like the Amazon forest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they lift their arms. It's like a fucking They apron. lift their arms away at you. Hi. <laughs> I <laughs> got the afro pick hanging out the armpit. Fucking a man. <laughs> it's fucking nastiness. All right, we can kill two birds with one stone. morbik said three ten, and Stubbs, which is Gray Star, said three eleven. 311 eleven. Three ten. Do you have a favorite movie sex scene? Do I
1: have a favorite movie sex scene? I really haven't thought about that.
0: I got a sex. You do I- because you ha- you jack off to a playlist. That's a fucking YouTube videos. My favorite scene, I'm going old school with Ghost. Aw, that ain't a sex scene. When they're doing the pottery. That's not a sex scene. It's a sexy scene. It's fucking hot. I don't care who you are, especially if it's Patrick Swayze behind you. (sighs) R.I.P. Yeah, no shit. 311. But I think that's hot. I Um, think you're a fool. Uh, 3.11 is, do you prefer giving or receiving oral sex? I'm a giver. And I'm a taker, baby!
2: <laughs> and here's why we work. Uh, what excites
1: you about the giver?
0: I, I don't have to, like, not do anything. <laughs> I'd rather get somebody else off than get off. I don't know. That I makes
1: just, no sense whatsoever. That's so weird.
0: I don't know. It's just how I've always been. Giver. And I'll take it. <laughs> You're like, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. We got one more. Mm-hmm. One more. I got two in here. All right, two it. more. Two more. We what do you got? 111. Oh, my God. Do you pe- prefer being rough or romantic?
1: Fuck that romantic shit. I want to grab her by your fucking ears and just ram, 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 ram.
0: (laughs) I like the romantic side, which I never get. No, you never get the romantic side of Hollywood. I never, never, ever get the romantic side. That's why I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody uh, throw some petals in a bathtub or light some candles? I don't know, something.
1: That is so gay. You're gay. That is so, like... Out of style. You're
0: gay. Out
1: of style.
0: And then the last one is 59. 59. What do we got for 59? Wait, wait. I just scrolled past it. Have you ever ever had sex in a bar or a restaurant? No. Fuck that. No. Uh
1: Uh-uh. Not me. Can't stand it. I don't like going in bars in the first place.
0: Boring. (laughs) Never had sex in a bar or a restaurant.
1: And that's it for a Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Don't forget to visit us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replays of Motorcycle Madhouse Shows. While you're there, give ChinaDow's chatting and with Chinadao podcast a listen. Don't miss out on our lives Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Rock on!